Hello and welcome to Everything Considered Podcast with me, your host, April. I'm an insatiably curious person that loves to consider everything. Everyone I meet in this life is my teacher. Sometimes those lessons are blessings. Other times they challenge me and help me to grow. It's a win-win no matter what. My goal as a host is to provide a gentle space of honest consideration, communication, and respect for all as everything's considered. Welcome to the show. Hello, I'm so excited. I am here with Rachel Murrell. Is it Murrell or Murrell? You said it perfectly the first okay. time. Okay, Murrell. I'm so happy to have you here. I've been wanting to sit down with you for a long time and find out more about you. Uh, you are a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher. You teach nutrition. Um, you teach about water. Uh, essential oils, holistic living, uh, conscious parenting, uh, the mind goes on, the, or the, the mind things <laughs> goes on and on and on. You, there's just a lot that you know, and there's a lot that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, before we get into all that, I'd like to know a little bit about you. So could you tell us a little bit about your background? Mm, thank you, April, for sharing the space with me and allowing me to, to share a little bit more about me and my gifts. So Ooh, where shall I start? Um, So um, as as a young child and a young girl, I was always connected to the earth and to nature. And, you know, my friends would tease me and just be like, oh, you know, Rachel, she, she loves to eat grass, you know, and things like that. Cause I would always I love vegetables. I always loved healthy foods and was always drawn to, to healthy foods. Um, Mm -hmm. even as a little girl, like at family reunions, aunts and uncles would be like, you're going to eat all those vegetables. And I'm like, heck yeah. However, you know, I did love all of the junk too. Mm -hmm. I was a typical teenager, ate lots of pizza, ate lots of fast foods, And, you know, looking back now in the past, I can see how all of those foods always made me feel like crap. Like I just remember and um, kind of blending the past and the present in right now, I can see how that overindulgence or Mm -hmm. that need to constantly feel myself to feel satisfied from other other foods that that Mm -hmm. weren't wholesome has truly transformed me and blossomed me into the woman and the teacher I am today and knowing how that knowing now that then, like I said, I was trying to fill myself with things to make me feel whole, um, instead of, of insourcing and going straight to source to Mm -hmm. fill all of those missing pieces, or Mm -hmm. just to go straight to myself and fill myself in my complete wholeness. Um, and I can, I feel comfortable sharing this now just because I know all of the healing that I've done and it's no longer in, in my DNA or even in, in my mind at all. Um, and even as a teenager, um, a lot of my friends, we had eating disorders, you know, Mm. we, we had, um, eating misconceptions, you know, and body dysmorphia. And I know now 
how deeply rooted that that need to satisfy myself was embedded in my tissues, in my nervous system, and in my muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, growing, you know, growing from that, um, I had children very young, mm-hmm. um, at, at which is a complete and miraculous blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually, I feel like, truly catapulted my spirituality at such a young age too. Wow. So at 19, I, um, I burst, well, I had a human in my portal (laughs) (laughs) and I I burst this human at 20. And Mm. then, um, again at 21 got pregnant and 22, 21 or 22, I had my second son. And after, after becoming a mother, my connection with food started to grow even more, started to really look at what I was putting in my body Mm -hmm. and what I was putting in my children's body. Right. Yeah. That is a whole other responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So from there, um, I, I grew up in the gym because my dad was always in the gym. Mm-hmm. And so after that, I really started to um, cut out all white stuff, like all mm-hmm. um, breads, sour cream, dairy, cheeses, and just decide and sugar just decided to go on my journey with releasing those things. Mm-hmm. And so I got in the gym, I was working out all the time. Mm. I would kill myself in the gym. Oh. And then on the weekends, I would have, I would call it like junk food days where I would just go and indulge on all of the junk foods that I didn't eat during the weeks. You know, you're right. treating yourself, yes. which was which was terrible. It's a terrible mindset. It's not, it's not healthy at all. Um, it's kind of canceling out the hard work that I did do. And the hard work that I was doing was even harming my body at the time. Right. right. You were um, overdoing it. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. completely. And there was this sense of, you know, I had to work hard in order to get what I wanted out of life. And Mm -hmm. that was my mindset for a, for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And during um, this time, a few years later, um, I went through a divorce. Mm -hmm. And from that, I feel like that truly burst my first awakening. And yeah, and I, um, I, I met myself, I feel like for the first time then, and I started working, I don't know, working like three jobs and I was going to school Mm -hmm. and raising my children. And on top of that, I felt like I needed to be the perfect mom, you know, so everything was organic, you Mm -hmm. know, no candy. I was volunteering at their, at their school, like four times a week, um, I cultivated the garden club at the boys elementary school. We would walk to school, walk home. Like I was like, look at me, I'm doing all this good stuff. However, um, at about age 26, my body shut down, completely shut down. Mm -hmm. I was in bed for like a week. I couldn't move. I couldn't function. I didn't know what was going on with me. and at this time, I was highly addicted to stimulants, okay. um, anything caffeine, energy drinks. Um, I was trying to get the cleanest 
energy drinks I could get, which are still crap, you know, full right. of caffeine. caffeine is caffeine and sugar are complete toxins and wreak havoc on our nervous system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so from there, like I've been practicing yoga with the, like the, the, the yoga that's in the gym. Mm -hmm. However, from when my body shut down, I started to explore and study yoga through books and online and little mini courses. And at this time I was also a certified personal trainer oh, wow. and yeah, I started the chakras just spoke to me. So I really started doing, um, like chakra affirmations, learning about chakra stones. And it was really cool learning about the chakra stones. Cause I started to see like, Oh my gosh, when I was a little girl, I was so connected to like mm -hmm. tiger's eye and Ooh. tiger's eyes is the root or sacral chakra. Mm -hmm. One of those. And I'm like, Oh, wow. No wonder, you know, but I always loved collecting like little stones and gems as a little girl. And now as an adult, it's really cool to see how like I use those and share yes. that with them with people. Um, so I, I met yoga, yoga met me, we found each other and just started to really co-create together um, mm -hmm. even deeper. My spirituality started to understand the importance and the value of resting mm -hmm. and relaxing and replenishing and restoring the body. So my mindset shift shifted mm -hmm. and I started sharing yoga and chakra information. And around this time is when I, um, I met essential oils as well. So it was just really beautiful marrying of this wisdom. And I started to share it with a lot of my clients and the clients who were coming to me were really open to this wisdom too. Mm -hmm. And during that time in the gym, um, cause I started learning more and more about nutrition, more about non-GMO and organic foods and, mm -hmm. Um, around this time, I studied with a holistic practitioner too, and I gained a lot of wisdom about nutrition as well. Mm -hmm. And from there, I developed a nutrition program at the gym and we would have nutrition classes on like the group fitness schedule. And at the time, it wasn't necessarily very popular. And also my mentality at that time was, oh my gosh, I know all of this stuff. I just have to word vomited out to everybody like right. everybody has to know which is not what a projector that's not the best thing for a no. to do no. so I was literally seeking you know I was in sales too mm -hmm. so I was seeking cold calling um I had some a good team member who believed in me and he would bring people in and I would share this and people would buy a you know nutrition package and everything mm -hmm. I had some really good um results with my clients through nutrition and yoga and all of that however there was still like this unworthiness within inside mm. of me that wasn't truly embodying and knowing that what I had to share was a gift right and and knowing that people truly were ready to receive my wisdom too. So it was like this, a weird energetic thing with people where it came across maybe with some people like as, um, I think people thought that I was judging them when actually mm -hmm. it was my reflection of my own judgment, judging myself. Right, you know? right. You know? 
So um, lots of people, if they didn't, if they missed their nutrition appointment or something and they would see me in the gym, they would either run in the opposite direction (laughs) or they would come up to me and just start like confessing, you know, like, oh my gosh, I did this and I did that. And and truly in my heart, I was like holding space and compassion. Um, And during that time, I still was learning the role of releasing the overindulgence of food and releasing the need to treat myself with these toxic foods type of thing. Right. And then there was a point where I hadn't eaten any fast food for a very long time, like maybe months or close to a year. And I remember eating fast food and my mental state just shifted like criticism, negative mind, grumpy, Mm like short, like I could just, I was so aware of how it it was affecting me. And after that, I was like, we're done. Me and you fast food, like we're we're breaking up. We're not into this. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, from there, I, um, so I was in nursing school and I decided that nursing school wasn't for me again. It was I was still in this perfectionist mentality. I was a straight-A nursing student. And it is very stressful to be a straight-A nursing student when you're working multiple jobs and have two children you're taking care of. Like, even when you don't have those things, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to be a straight-A nursing student. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I released that. And I went to, I got my certificate through that. I got my medical assisting certification and my um, phlebotomy certification. So I could do blood draws and be a lab tech and things like that. And then I found my first job in a holistic doctor's office, which was, it was so beautiful. So enlightening. The people there were beautiful. However, I was still in that, like, I have to prove myself. I have to work super hard. Mm. And I was giving my power away constantly to people around me trying to prove like, Oh, I came up with this new program. Oh, look what I can do. Look what I can do. And, And looking back, it was just because I was trying to satisfy like, a parent wound, you know, mm-hmm. like, look, look at me, dad, isn't that, yeah. aren't that awesome, you know, yeah. and so I wound up leaving the holistic field because I had a voice in my head, you know, hearing my parents say, you need a real job, mm. you need to have a, have benefits and a 401k and paid time oh, off, and so, yeah, hmm, I had um, a traditional doctor's office come after me multiple times asking me to work for them. And I kept saying no, mm-hmm. and they kind of honeymooned me into mm-hmm. the position. Um, so I started working there. I was able to share, um, yoga at mm-hmm. the doctor's office. I was able to have some essential oil classes there. Wow. I would close up the doctor's office sometimes and smudge like the whole <laughs> office, you know, good idea. Um, Yeah. And I was even able to see patients and it was so cool. Like I could do an intake on them, get their vitals and go through a holistic evaluation and even prescribe essential oil supplements. And there was even a way like to send it to the pharmacy, you know, and the pharmacy could even prescribe certain things that I recommended. 
Um, the doctors didn't like that, even though they sure. told me I, I could. They didn't right. like that. They heard me um, like mention chiropractic to somebody and they were like, chiropractic kills people. And I was like, what? <laughs> do you know what you do? Right. <laughs> With your medicine? Like, yeah. Okay. So long story short, that did not work out. Thank God. Mm -hmm. uh, um, because that probably sent me into my worst. Um, I have mental health issues on both sides of my family, mm -hmm. suicide on both sides of my family, mm -hmm. depression, yes. anxiety, like it's, it's thick. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that I was affected by any of those things until like my early thirties. That's when for mm -hmm. me, all of the things that I felt like didn't hurt me as a little girl. Oh, I wasn't affected by that. Mm -hmm. I'm strong. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm positive. Started to surface in my early thirties, which mm -hmm. that's when I um, decided to go to yoga teacher training was right before I actually started the traditional doctor's office job. Um, and so I'm going through my yoga teacher training. And at the time I was stuck in that terrible job. All of these things are surfacing. I'm still mm. holding on to certain things that are not serving me in my life, like caffeine, still, still certain stimulants just to keep me going. Cause I got to go, go, go still, right. but still that softness was needing me. So mm. it was kind of like this tug of war for mm -hmm. a few years. And, um, I was without a job for almost a year mm. and that, and, you know, raising two children, you know, and my dad was helping me, thank God, pay rent. However, it was the darkest time of my life. And my mm. children honestly saved my life at that point because, mm. and my body was in so much pain because I was in so much turmoil mentally because I knew I was meant to share my spirit and my wisdom and to share holistic living with people. However, in my life, at that time, there's nobody encouraging that nobody mm -hmm. supporting that saying, yes, like we will help you will help cultivate this wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so I think a little bit after that is when I found Donna and mm -hmm. the tribe. It wasn't long after that. Um, I can't remember if it was before or after I also worked, um, I was without a job and then I did find a job with a organic food delivery company and sales. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it was actually right after my 500 hour yoga teacher training, I got this job. It was really cool. And I was like, oh yeah, this is good. This is still serving people, educating people. Like I'm going to, and in my mind, I'm like, if I can't bring organic food into people's homes, then what am I doing in life? Right. right. You know? I didn't sell a single thing. Oh. <laughs> was, oh. I was horrible. Cause again, I was cold calling. I was going out. Mm. I wasn't waiting for the invitation, having people right. ask me questions. And it, it was, so after that, I, um, that's when I started at sea glass, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I started sharing yoga there and everything. And it's still, I, there still was a resistance inside of me to completely embody that because I had in the back of my mind, I have to work hard. Mm. I have to have all these people, I have to do all of these things. And in my mind, like I should have my own 
holistic facility. I should be doing this on my own type should, of thing. Should, so, should, should. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I know. There yeah. was still some criticism and, and just not accepting and completely mm -hmm. loving myself. Mm -hmm. And through that, you know, I'm eating really well. I, um, I was practicing yoga all the time. I was sharing. And from there, a lot of beautiful yoga opportunities came in. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm trying to think. Um, I'm sure I had a, lots of different awakenings and realizations mm -hmm. through that whole process. And at the beginning, at the end of 2019, um, beginning of 2020, that's when I met the living water oh. and, um, I start my brother, my brother, Kevin, <laughs> my spirit brother, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Um, I just remember I was on Facebook one day and I saw where one of my best friends had commented on something that he had shared. It was something like that. Mm -hmm. And I went scrolling through his feed and he was sharing all of this wisdom about organic and non-GMO food, veganism, living water, and all of this abundance. And I was like, yeah, this is my person. Like, Up your alley. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to know him. Mm -hmm. So I just reached out and then we just started chatting. He told me about the living water. He shared some water with me. And the moment I drank the water, I was like, this, I have to have this. Like this needs to be in my life. This has got to be in my home. And it made my brain tingle. It made me feel hydrated. Right. You know? And um, this is the Congan water. Yes, the Congan yes. water. Yes. 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 Wonderful. And, mm -hmm. and from there, um, he was moving to Mexico. And so he shared probably like five or six gallons with me before he left. Mm -hmm. And I was drinking a gallon every day and I was going through just a little bit of detox symptoms. Sure. Um, I had a little bit of a headache, a little bit of achy, achy joints, nothing terrible or unbearable, um, mm -hmm. just for a few days. And after that, I just began to feel more like myself. Um, I noticed my thought process and my consciousness was just shifting into a mentality that I have only briefly explored in the past. Okay. And then from there, that week went by and I called him and I'm like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to pay for my machine. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how this money is going to continue to come in. However, I know, and I trust that it is because I just know that it makes me feel this good and God wants me to feel this good. So mm -hmm. let's do it type of right. thing. Right. And from there I got my machine and um, I think that's around the time where like the stimulus checks were coming out. Um, I applied for one of those like disaster loans mm -hmm. and got a large amount of money in. And this was the most money that I've ever had at one time in my wow. account. And I was like, well, I guess this is how I'm going to take care of myself because that is when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. COVID hit and I had the most money that I've ever had. And I was without it, you know, yoga was like not happening at that point. Right. Yeah. And so I just, that whole year 
are big, just was hydrating. Mm -hmm. And I also, it's like, soon as I can't remember which happened first. It was probably right around the same time of with meeting the living water and discovering and living in alignment with my own cyclical nature as a woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so it was just really cool how I was able to nurture that, you know, rest on day one when I started menstruation and then slowly allow myself to gradually flow through all of those seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just learning more about how water holds memory. Mm -hmm. And as I'm just staying more and more hydrated, connecting to the water community. And it's like the, the water started to hydrate so many dehydrated traumas mm. that were in my body. Okay. And from there, the water would go in, sweep it up and I would look at it, you know, and then it was like, the more I became hydrated, the more and more that all of the things were not serving me could easily float mm. by opposed mm. to when I would see them in the past. It's like, I had to be stuck in it for a little bit longer. Mm. I had to, or not, a, my ego was like, yep, we're going to keep going through this. Cause I want to be right. I want to mm. show you, you know, that you're not worthy. I want to show you mm. have to struggle And Mm -hmm. so there became a point where all of the ego stuff just started to become a whisper, Mm. you know, and what started to truly unfold and blossom was my Christ consciousness, Mm -hmm. my, Mm -hmm. my truest, fullest self. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's so simple, but living water truly washes away all of the dirt, all of the stagnancy, all all the way into the deepest, deepest nooks and crannies of our bodies. And from there, my consciousness becomes hydrated. I started learning about conscious hydrated language, releasing certain words like can't and want and should and could and start saying, I know, I claim, I choose, my Mm -hmm. outcome is, I embody Right. And releasing that narrative of the past. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as soon as I started to speak in the present moment, in the now moment, which mm-hmm. is all we have, right. the, um, the, the tribe, the, the Hopi tribe, I believe it is like, um, they only have present tense words. Mm-hmm. They I've only, heard that. That's amazing. Yeah. They only speak in the now mm-hmm. and it's so important that we do that. And what we speak, we be (laughs) like, it's, it's Mm -hmm. so powerful. And I started to see that, like, Mm -hmm. I would say certain things and like the next moment, literally that would happen. And Mm -hmm. so I started to just like, be like, Ooh, Hmm. All right. Let's practice this. Let's cultivate Mm -hmm. magic with our words. And, and And then from there, I just started, um, so where I am currently in the past few months, really cultivating and learning more about sacred ceremony and ritual Mm -hmm. and, and truly embodying and walking in the priestess path. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm truly called to serve and to, to embody the wisdom 
of source and then right. share that love with others. Yes. And um, I've recently started practicing with sacred hape. The um, oh. yeah, it's the um, it's ground. No, no, it's ash uh-huh. of certain tobaccos and other mm-hmm. plants. And it snuffed up the mm-hmm. nose. Mm-hmm. And the first time I practiced with Hafe was last July when I was at a um, a water reunion with my water business. Oh, and the water also hydrated my business. Wow. So <laughs> instead of like feeling like no one, no one there's, you know, Noonan is this way. Nobody really wants this wisdom yet. Nobody Mm. is ready. I'm too, like, I'm too woo-woo for these people. (laughs) Right. You know, I started saying things like, yes, there's so many people out there who are calling in the wisdom and my gifts that I have to share. People Mm. are open Mm -hmm. to my wisdom and my abundance Mm -hmm. that I share. People want people are choosing to resonate with my wisdom, which is right. truly only their wisdom, you know, it's yeah. nothing we just of- serve as mirrors, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how the water too, like hydrated my business instead of coming from like this lack and scarcity, like, oh my gosh, I only have one client. I need to get 10 more right now. I would just start saying, all right, I'm choosing to receive five more clients this month who mm-hmm. choose to receive help as well. And that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's um, really good. Yeah. So Hoppe, I met last year and sat with Hoppe. And my first experience was so powerful. It's so grounding. Mm. It's like it took all anything that was scattering and it just like and dove me into the earth. The wow. first experience was quite jolting. Mm -hmm. Um, my crown chakra activated immediately and I had a slight Mm -hmm. crown ache for a few Mm -hmm. days. I did purge a little bit Mm -hmm. and that's kind of typical on your first experience. Um, however, the precise focus and presence it brought to my life was so powerful. Mm. And then, so, you know, that was in July and then um, I was in other ceremony a few months ago and practiced with Hoppe again. And then I really felt called over the past few weeks to get my own Hoppe, to mm-hmm. get my own Kurupe, which is the device that goes um, how you serve the Hoppe. And mm-hmm. so I've been sitting with Hoppe now consistently for about a week. Wow. Um, and it's been really powerful really, really powerful for me. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. So, so, so tell me, uh, more about the water because I'm not sure people, I I've been drinking, uh, Kangen water for, oh, I think 15 years now, maybe right. longer. Um, I'm real familiar with it, but I don't know that a lot of people know about it. Can you mm. explain what it is and, and where it came from? Yeah, so Kangen Rumi uh, means return to origin, and it's made in Japan, Mm -hmm. and Japan has the highest standards of of equipment that can be made, essentially, Mm -hmm. and the Kangen machine is a certified medical grade 
device and mm-hmm. it has a certification. And that again is one of the hardest certifications to achieve. Right. Um, it is a water ionizer. Okay. Opposed to a water filtration system. Okay. It does come with a filter if you choose to have an additional filter as well. Mm-hmm. And so there are eight titanium metal plates in the machine and they are solid titanium they're not just coated like they're solid titanium okay and so I'll pause right there for a moment on the machine um water is meant to be in nature Mm -hmm. swirling and vortexing in the elements being electrified through the lightning having the thunder vibrate it having the ions from the earth penetrate the water correct yes and the parallel that I start after learning more about the water because I was always about the food like you know, seeing how they treated our animals, the toxins they put in our food, how they're poisoning us, like the monopoly, all of that, those things. It's like all of that started to reveal itself. They're doing the same thing to water. Mm. They, um, companies have gone to springs guzzled up the water out of people's homes out of their backyards Mm. stole it from them Mm -hmm. took it to their to their plant their manufacturing Mm -hmm. plant put it in plastic right and then sold it to us yeah 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 and they put chemicals in our water just like they put chemicals in our food to preserve it right you know and to falsely advertise the water as well as alkaline water. And there is mm-hmm. a complete difference between alkaline mm. and alkalized. Okay. Two different things. The alkaline okay. is chemically altered. Okay. With some type of baking soda, but not a good baking soda, like a very chemical changed baking soda and all sorts of other things. Mm-hmm. And alkalized water is electrified water. Right. Ionized, right? Ionized. Okay. Ionized. Yes, which brings me back to the machine. Okay. And and that's what the plates in the Kongan machine do. They electrify the water, which mm-hmm. ionizes the water, mm-hmm. which I'm learning more about how this turns the water into structured water. Mm. So there's H2O, which we grew up learning about water. Right. (laughs) However, did we ever hear about H3O2? No. Where there are three hydrogens in there and it makes a hexagon shape. Wow. Okay. And this is called structured water. Mm -hmm. And this structured water is naturally in nature, like in in the cleanest, purest waters, like in the blue zones and the probably glaciers in Antarctica, like the purest waters, like not in the creek in my backyard. (laughs) Right, Right. not the Chattahoochee. (laughs) Or the Chattahoochee, right. Um, So, and what Dr. Masaru Emoto has Mm. discovered about the structured water is all water holds frequency yes this could be the frequency of the toxins Mm 
that the water was just in and it's going to hold the memory of that mm-hmm. and it's going to be murky and distorted. Right. Or when, and even if it's not completely structured water, like I said, it, it holds resonance and frequency, mm-hmm. maybe not very well, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe mm-hmm. not at all. Right. So the structured living water holds the purest, strongest bonds, mm. frequencies. And so when we speak into mm. the water, mm-hmm. when we say, thank you, I love you, bless my vessel, and we drink the water, that structured water is going into my body and resonating as such. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Masaru Emoto has been doing studies on structured water and living water and speaking into water. And he actually, you know, took the photos of the crystals of mm-hmm. how to speak into water. And he did photos of like dirty, polluted water and it didn't hold any type of crystals. Mm. And then he did like regular tap water and it would hold some crystals, you know, right. and any, any water, which is filtered water, anything, when you speak positively, it's going to hold a a beautiful crystal. Mm -hmm. When you speak negatively into the water, it's not, it's going to be a very distorted, ugly crystal type of thing. Right. right. And he's done lots of studies on popes, like blessing the water Hmm. before and after pictures of that too. Um, He's in photos of um, before and after of people praying around water. Mm -hmm. And so the more I'm learning about structured water and how it holds frequency, the more how it, it makes so much sense, the whole topic of we are star stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like all of the minerals, like phosphorus, magnesium, all of those were out in the stars and are, are still here on earth. Right. And how we are able to be in human form is all of those minerals, you know, make up our bones and our muscles. However, without water, those things wouldn't hydrate and become alive. Right. Right. So so through the water, those things are able to come activated and to form our vessel for Mm -hmm. the waters to flow inside of us. Right. And it's just been so silly, but so sweet to, to truly realize that my body is the temple of the holy water. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool. That is really cool. Yeah. We are, we are pretty miraculous creatures. Yeah. We are miraculous creatures. Yeah. So that's exciting. So basically uh, people, clients can come to you and ask about the water and uh, you can explain it to them. And if they're interested in purchasing one of these machines, they can purchase it from you. That's exciting. So how that usually goes is um, because the water, the water wakes you up in its own unique way because everybody is different. Same with food. Food speaks to everybody differently. Water speaks to us differently. Mm -hmm. And so 
um, with my clients, how it usually happens is, you know, I meet with my client, I have my big blue bottle and they, they're like, so I saw you said something about living water. What is that? Is that what's in your bottle? Or sometimes I don't even necessarily say anything about living water. And after a few sessions they are like, what's in that bottle? And then I start sharing with them, like what the water is. And maybe the next few sessions are like, can I, can I try some of that water? And I'm like, heck yeah. yeah. Um, so I share with them some water. And then from there, um, some people feel called to purchase a machine. Some people want to keep drinking the water. Um, and then I just hear feedback from them on how the water is resonating with them. And people always want to exchange something for the water. Sure. You know, nobody wants anything for free because then they feel like there's a hidden agenda or whatever. So right. how I, how I allow that exchange to happen, I just say, what would you like to offer for the water? What, what is it that you want to exchange for the water? And so they put their own price on it. I never put a price on it. Um, okay. And, and so we exchange that way until that it aligns for them, for them to have the living water in their home. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, so for yoga, uh, do you do, do you do like private one-on-one consultations mm-hmm. for people? Mm-hmm. Is that your, do you, you teach classes as well? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So my home studio is Blue Lotus where I share yoga there. And then I have um, a free class that I offer at Ashley Park one time, once a month um, for about four months out of the year. Mm -hmm. And then since October, I've been sharing a free yoga class out at the Avenue um, every Thursday, which has been beautiful and a blessing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, as my business, Holistic Elements, um, I go to clients' homes and share yoga with them there. And the first step is we have a holistic consultation, and I just go over their relationship with themselves, with spirituality, with their body, with food. I get to know their goals and how they want yoga to serve them. Mm-hmm. And I go over a physical analysis with them. I go over certain postures. I give them breathing mm-hmm. techniques when we meet, um, uh-huh. go over their, you know, if they have any anxiety or any depression and just kind of really get to know them so I can formulate a really good practice based on their needs. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then from there, um, I develop their program. You are very thorough and you're looking at uh, your clients in terms of the whole person. Yes. And this yes. is what's meant by holistic uh, wellness, holistic. Yes. That, that word, because you're not looking yeah. at one thing. Like mm-hmm. you were talking earlier about your journey. And the thing that struck me is you were working so hard at certain things at the expense of other things. Mm. And that was a a lot to do with um, the conditioning that you had had in your life and, and understanding that and really like uh, connecting with yourself and finding Mm. out what is it that works for me and what does not work for me. And maybe this works for other people, but this is the way that I need to do it. You first took a holistic approach to your own healing. Mm. And now as the, as the wounded healer, because you had those wounds that you went through, this is almost like a Chiron journey. It is. (laughs) You can turn around and you can, you can use that very 
uh, process you went through to help yes. others maybe uh, identify that in their own lives? Is, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, and, and it has really been a beautiful journey and a beautiful gift to see all of those layers. Like I've always dove deep. Like I've always dove deep. I've always explored my inner workings and wanted to know why I acted this way. Why did I do this? And the holistic approach, like it's how I spell it is W-H-O-L. So it's whole, complete and full. And with my clients, I let them know first and foremost that this is a journey together and we are co-creating together. Mm-hmm. to blossom your highest self mm-hmm. and to let them know that I'm always going to be honest with them and share from my truth and from my experiences. And, and just because I have been through a lot, doesn't mean that I know it's going to be best for my client. And I let them know that too. I said, you're the only expert on you. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And, and so we, we communicate a lot. We talk a lot. If they feel like this isn't really working or they want to work more on this or more on that, like we explore lots of options together. And through my journey, it's very interesting that I noticed that I have met clients who have, who are currently in a situation that I have been in, or they have a family member or a friend who is going through something that I have I've been in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really beautiful to, to allow um, my journey to continue to be my teacher and teacher for teachers for others. Yeah. I think that's very important. I mean, I, uh, I, there was this, this old adage that says uh, never trust a cook that doesn't eat his own food. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and that's true. That's true about healing. I find too if a person hasn't walked in your shoes, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's going to be very challenging for them, not impossible, but challenging for them to relate to what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And being that you've had your own journey of, of trials and tribulations and pain and suffering, uh, you have come away with a lot of wisdom that you can share mm-hmm. and a, a lot of um, empathy towards what other people go through. And that's very, very important. Yes, Uh, That's really important. Um, And understand and to know that everyone has their own unique journey. Right. And to know that results don't happen overnight, you know, like, I mean, there can be something that jolts you and you wake up and you're like, all right, no more. Like I'm Mm -hmm. done with that type of thing. However, there's a dance, you know, Mm -hmm. within your journey. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a client ask me um, the other time I met with him, he's like, so are you like, have you just always just been like just this way and everything? And I'm like, I do have a past, <laughs> right. I do have a long story, you know, yeah. and it's um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. None of us are, I think that come to earth or uh, we're here to learn. Mm-hmm. I, I deeply, deeply believe that. I think this journey is more about learning. It's more about the journey than it is about any sort of destination per se. So I, you know, I, I believe that very much. And I tend to trust uh, imperfect people. Yes. Yeah. You know, people yes. that haven't, uh, you know, that, that have 
fallen down and gotten back up, you mm-hmm. know, or went one direction and bumped into a brick wall, you know, and yeah. figured out, you know, that to me, it speaks volumes. Yes. Yes. That's totally. it. The, the difference between knowing something and, and being wise about something, mm-hmm. which is a big, that's a distinction. It's a, it's an important one. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, you, what kind of misconceptions do you think people have about what you do and what you offer? A big misconception is people think that they have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that, um, that it's going to be too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are too old. Oh, okay. Um, I've, I've gotten that a lot or that it, or it's just not, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. Yoga is just, just not for me. Meditation is just not for me mm-hmm. and, you know, to each their own and everything. And what's interesting is the majority of my clients are 70 and older. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And, um, each of them have their own needs too. Like just recently I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in a a younger clientele, which is interesting. And I love that I work a lot with the older population because like, you know, I'm 37 going on 87. (laughs) Like that's how I feel. So it's really cool. Well, you know, there's Rachel, there's a lot to be said for that. And, and, um, because I feel like older people, a lot of times have the best BS detectors. (laughs) <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it and if they don't feel like uh you're for real they're not they're not going to follow so that says a lot for you that um you. that uh they are uh invested in um you know working with you mm-hmm. because you're for real mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that's a big deal to yeah you, you know i'm i'm 50 something and when you get to be <laughs> when you get to be that age you just kind of done with what isn't real yeah, you're done with, you're That's done with very the games. True. You're done with That's the games. So, uh, I I take that as a, a very good sign that you're doing you're doing really Thank good you. work. Thank you. And I do have some clients that we we also. And it's been interesting how like my um, personal fitness background is coming through again. Some of my mm-hmm. clients want a little bit more physical fitness along with their yoga and meditation so Mm -hmm. it's been really cool like weaving that back in and pulling out all of my wisdom from those years and teaching them you know how how to gain a little bit more muscle mass because nobody none of my clients are like wanting to be bodybuilders that's just not my that's not my special I was never a bodybuilder I'm not going to teach anybody how Mm -hmm. to be a fitness model or anything you know I'm just I'm just finding homeostasis here. (laughs) That's what what we want. Um, So it's just been really cool to share like a beautiful, well-rounded practice. You know, some of my clients, um, I do give some nutrition advice on some of them. They're, they just have a pretty good diet themselves. And, you know, there are a few things that can be cleaned up a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I haven't had strictly like only nutrition in a long time. However, right. majority of my clients, um, I share, um, meditation in the water and yoga with, so wow. that's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's, that's fa- wonderful. I think people 
want to feel better. You know, I, I think we're kind of, I don't know. I feel like we're moving past this whole like bodybuilding, you know, mo most people are not interested in that. Most people just want to feel better. They want to function better. Mm -hmm. They want to feel better emotionally and physically, you know? Yes. And so I think you're addressing something that's very, very important. Mm, thank I think you. you are. Um, so where can we find you? You said uh, Blue Lotus. Yes. Uh, Blue Lotus. I'm there Monday evenings at six. There's a beautiful group of people that, that come and um, it's a gentle flow yoga class with meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I almost always have some water there to share, um, cause it is just, you know, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to hydrate you with some living water. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like, sometimes I start my classes like with a little water blessing and I'll just allow you to like speak into the water, whatever you feel called mm -hmm. to speak or just hold the water to your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, on Instagram at holistic elements and, Facebook, Rachel Morrell. Um, so yeah. And I just know that the folks who are aligning with me and feeling called to this energy, it's just, they're flowing in. Yeah, they <laughs> are. At the house of light, you know, I'm at the house of light. Um, you know, I don't really do anything specific there. I just hold beautiful space and show up. <laughs> Well, I think you've done some education up there. Quite, you know, I have, I have done some classes. Bit. Yeah. Some, some education on the water and divine womb wisdom um, and things like that. So, yeah. Well, Rachel, I'm really excited for you and I'm excited for the people that get to work with you because I know they're going to come away with uh, just some beautiful wisdom and, um, just feeling your upbeat personality and your high frequency and um, just your awareness, you know, and, and you're just, you're, you want to, your heart really is to help your heart really is to help people and to, to help them to help themselves, which yes. is what we all need these days. So I'm very excited for you and for what you bring to our community. So I'm going to ask you this question, ask everybody the same question. And, you know, of course, this is all imaginary time, but let's just pretend for a minute. <laughs> if you could live at any time in history, uh, when would that be and why? Mm, I love this question. And <laughs> this is so cheesy. Uh, now, honestly, like I, I honestly can't think of any other place that I would rather be except to be right here right now experiencing all of this enlightenment and growth and revelation that is going mm -hmm. on with humanity right now it is it's so powerful it is so powerful and i'm truly blessed to be here right now on this wow. earth that's like, a very very good answer thank you <laughs> that's a good answer i love that that's, that's true now is the best time ever if you're in the now, right? <laughs> yeah, if you had asked me that a few years ago, I would have had some, I would have a completely different answer. Um, uh, that's, that's, I'm here now. <laughs> She's here now. So everybody yeah. be here now. Yes. <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I really appreciate it. I know everyone's going to appreciate this interview. And uh, you have yourself a beautiful day and I look forward to seeing you real soon.
Thank you, April. I appreciate Bless it. You. Bless you. Namaste. Yeah. <laughs>